You're listening to the No Nonsense Amateur Radio Podcast, a conversation on where we are and where we're going in the world of amateur radio. Your hosts are Dan, KB6NU, and Tom, KB5RF, for their thoughts on what's the deal with Elmering these days. Hi, Dan. It's good to have you back. I'm excited about this show, and I like the fact that it's a topic that we both have a lot to talk about, it seems like. And we're coming from a little bit different uh, perspectives on it. Yeah, I think that's what makes it interesting. And we're coming from uh, my perspective of being in my third year of of, of enjoying the hobby, uh, yet in my 60s. And and you've been in the hobby for how long? Well, there'll be uh, 47 years in July, in next month. Right. I'd like to know, what was it about this topic of Elmering that got your juices going? What, what was the, the, the pivot point that you said, okay, let's, let's do this? Well, so I, I get a lot of email, right, from people yeah. that read my blog. Uh-huh. And I got an email from a guy down in Florida who uh, is kind of like in your situation. He's a little bit older. Actually, he's even older. He's 80 years old. And he was trying to, he's new to ham radio, though. And he was trying to find someone help uh, put up an antenna. And he told me that he had gone to two of the local clubs, had gone to their events, had gone to their breakfasts, and yet none of them would help him put up an antenna. <laughs> and, and that just blew me away. It just blew me away. Because, because the, the tradition in ham radio has been to help newcomers. But what they told him was, they told him, well, we don't do that anymore because in the past we've helped people and then they just disappear on us. Wow. I know. Well, and and while goes. I can sort of see that perspective, yeah. you know, it's like no, that's not why you help people, right? It's not <laughs> right. not so that they'll keep coming back, it's just to help them. Right. So right. anyway, that that's kind of what got me started on all this. Plus, yeah, you know, I have in the past written about this. I have several blog posts on my on my website about Elmering, and uh, I've got a bunch of ideas on the topic. So, Dan, when did you hit that point in the hobby for yourself where the idea of Elmering had had greater weight, you know, gra- you know, gravity, that you felt like that's something you wanted to contribute time into? Well, so I was off the air for a long time, right? And I got okay. back on the air about 2002, 2003, as a result of going to field day, by the way, which is, of course, coming up this weekend. Um, and then after getting back on the air, I started looking around Ann Arbor here, and there wasn't anybody really teaching any classes. And, of course, that's the way you get people in the ham radio, right, by teaching classes. Right. So I started teaching classes, and uh, that's sort of what got me back in. That's what started me on uh, doing the study guides and than doing a lot of Elmering. What I tell every anybody that's ever been in any, any of my classes to consider me their Elmer. And if they've got questions about anything, to come to me and ask me questions. So that's what got me started into it. So coming at it from a completely different perspective, um, you know, there's a part of me that thought that you only, you know, being to be an Elmer, you need to, you know, select 10 plus years, like being an Eagle Scout, or I don't know what exactly, but... I started new. I started just going to clubs around town, trying to understand what it meant, 
um, who do you how do you approach someone who's an Elmer? You know this kind of thing, and I'll talk more about it as we go through our conversation today. But I I realized uh, at some point in there that it, there was a requirement for me to step forward and let people know what I wanted and be okay when it when they didn't have the time or you know the sync wasn't right, the chemistry wasn't right. But also know that since I have been involved in uh, computers and electronics and in artificial intelligence, actually, for many, many years in various areas, I have something to contribute back on some of the technology I've been working with and, and just being, being patient with an Elmer and in, in, in listening to what he had to offer. There were sometimes I had something to offer back. So we'll, we'll get more into that. Um, I think you mentioned that um, there was a lot of younger guys on Reddit, Reddit complaining about Elmer's. What what was that exactly? Yeah, you know the 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 amateur radio subreddit on uh, or subreddit on Reddit is is kind of an interesting place. And, <laughs> and uh, they there have been several uh, posts there about uh, Elmering and or the lack thereof. Yeah, and uh, uh, there's even a, there's even an item about uh, whether we should uh, continue to use the term Elmer or not, which. That's that's another oh, question to talk about. Fair enough. But yeah. but but what what they were what they were sort of complaining about, which and I can understand their point of view here, is that they were they were sort of they were asking for help, right? But instead of getting the help they wanted or needed, they were getting the help that the guys who were supposedly the Elmers wanted to give them. <laughs> That's, well, yeah, right. So, yeah. so like instead of you know they might have been asking I don't know about DMR or something, and instead these guys would say, oh, you got to get on HF or you got to learn CW or whatever. Right. And right. so, so th- there was there was that disconnect there, and that sort of I don't know, put them off. You know, that's sort uh-huh. of. Well, it, it's it that's what I was saying. It part of your process of wanting to be Elmered is. You know your willingness to engage in a conversation and some aspect of a relationship to see if it's a fit. Maybe you do want to know about HF, but not yet. You still have a little burn for DMR, and and you know this might be someone you'll want to come back to a little bit later on. And um, it's it's a, it's a process. It's, in many ways, it's just people and relationships and. And talking to one another, you can't download something from YouTube or pull a PDF up and figure out how to configure a human relationship. <laughs> that's what. Well, when, yeah, and, and that's a, that's a very good point. And and it works two ways, right? I mean, it, yeah, it, you exactly. know, there, there's expectations on both sides, and if it if it doesn't mesh, well, it doesn't mesh. You should sort of leave it go and move on. Yeah, and you know, I mean, that that's essentially, I would say. The first six months or so uh, for me in the Elmering process, I mean, in, in just, just in learning radio, it wasn't really even about the Elmering processes. I would hang out at meetings and I wasn't even sure who to connect with. And there were a few friendly guys, older guys, that uh, I would ask what I call the 101 dumb questions and they would just very patiently answer me. And then that was it. You know, I mean, that was that was all they had to offer at that point in time for whatever reason. But in time, I found answers. And we'll talk more about that. So why be an Elmer then? Why, why would someone even want to be an Elmer? Well, it, it, I, there's a number of reasons, right? First off, it, it helps the hobby, 
right? Yeah. I mean, I mean, amateur radio is one of those things. There's a lot, just a lot to it. There I mean, is. it's not you know, you're not like you said, you're not going to learn it all by just watching a few YouTube videos, unless you're really incredibly smart. Um, second, what I found is I've learned stuff myself, right? <laughs> I've learned, yeah. you know, because yeah. here, here's, my, here's, here's my approach to it. Somebody asked me a question. If I don't know the answer, I'll, I'll research it. You know, I'll, mm. Google, I'll Google it. And I'll, I'll learn, <laughs> learn, it, learn something about it myself and so I can give them a halfway decent answer. Right. So I, I've learned a bunch of stuff. And, of course, it's fun. I mean, you make a lot of new friends and... It's 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 a lot of fun. Right. Those are my big three reasons. Yeah. Well, I mean, that makes perfectly good sense. In my case, um, well, I ended up with a um, at the n5oak.org club, uh, which was the old Motorola ham radio club that had been reconstituted or re- reinvigorated, uh, and and um, largely there were a number of guys that were in their 30s, 20s and 30s, and uh, they took me under their, their wing. Uh, uh, Brandon, who'd started the club, was very, very f- focused on everybody helping everybody out. And, and those guys actually would come over to my house. They would help me out. They were, it was, in my case, the, you know, they were obviously much younger than I was. But if I, if I asked, they were willing to come out and figure out in this little lot what I would do antenna-wise. And, and then I, I began to realize that I had some things I could offer back myself, which I did in the club in various ways. And, and it, you know, that, that's really what got me on HF, got my radio going, got the antenna up. And even though I didn't know at the time what I was doing, I, at least I felt like I had someone I could contact to. And, and for that, I am forever grateful. And I think they'll be friends for a long time. That and, made a big and, difference. And probably it gave you a sense of making progress and not yes. just getting frustrated. Thanks for saying that. That's really, that's the key point right and, there. Because I was very frustrated. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. And, you know, that's, again, that's what I try and do is like, like at least help them see, even if I don't, like I don't put up antennas for people. I go help them put up antennas. Yeah. But but the, but then the what the whole thing is to try to help them, like understand what we're doing as we go along, and you know. So at some point they're going to say, hey, I don't I don't need that guy anymore. And the thing that I learned, you know, with Gene Hinkle K5PA, who's been an, uh, he he just really really took me up the next notch, you know, with regards to. Uh, HF and now FT8 and, and, and some of the other things. And even though it's a 45-minute to an hour drive up to Leander from where I am, it's worth, it's worth doing that. He's, he's, he'll spend the time if I'll drive up there, and I just ask and ask and ask. I began to realize, though, that there were things I could do for him. He'd never really used Skype, believe it or not. And, um, and, and some other things. It's not important what, but there were various aspects of technology that I knew well, and he was just delighted to learn that because that's what he was all about, was learning new things. And so then I began to realize it was, it was very much a two-way street, and that was what was exciting about it. Yep, yep. I mean, that's, that's absolutely true. That's absolutely true. There's a guy here that uh, – uh, he started out from from scratch, and he was in one of my classes. And 
now he's he's one of the uh, call signs WATAM. He's one of the the top uh, parks on the air guys, and he knows a lot more about batteries and battery powered uh, radio stuff than I do. And I'm learning <laughs> a lot from him about batteries. Yeah, and um, just to throw another one in the in the hat here, I, I took CW Ops one, two, and three over that year. And I'll have to say the the people dedicated to doing that, the instructors, um, advisors, actually, is what they call themselves, was just, it was amazing. They were willing to be your friend. Uh, they were able to help you out. If you got to a wall, they'd hang out with you on the phone later. You know, it was, that was really cool. So what do you think it takes to be an Elmer? What, what's required? What, how, how do you become an Elmer? What's okay. that look like? I think, I think one of the first things you want to do is sort of get over the f- fact that, or think about the fact that they're not, people aren't asking you to be the ultimate expert on everything. <laughs> yeah. No, seriously. Because I, th- I think that's a big uh, sticking point. I think a lot, of, a lot of people, when approached, they say, oh, what's this, what, what's this expected of me? There are the, ex- you know, even though I've been a ham a long time, uh, maybe I don't know quite everything. And, right. But they're going to expect me to know everything. Well, no, don't even worry about that. I mean, just uh, the first thing is just be open to helping. Okay, that, that's that's all you have to do. You don't have to like um, like uh, 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 what am I trying to say? Uh, you don't have to be the expert in in every single aspect of ham radio, but but be open to it. That's right. that's the first thing. Um, uh-huh. Next thing is is. To listen to people, I mean, really mm-hmm. listen to people. And, mm-hmm. You know, it gets back to what we were talking about, these guys on Reddit, is that they were asking for something. The people they were talking to wanted to give them something, but it wasn't the same thing. Well, mm-hmm. if, you, if you really listen to them, then, then you can, you know, it, it'll be a much better relationship, right? It'll, right. Be, it'll work right. better for both. So, so if you don't impose your view of ham radio on them, then, then that's gonna gonna work out better, right? Then, and then, the, I would suppose be encouraging. I mean, as simple as that may sound, yeah. just be encouraging. Yeah, you know, like just you know, because because, well, just like you were saying, you know, you 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 at some point you're gonna get frustrated about stuff, and um, and you know you're gonna say, oh, let's just chuck this. But but if you had somebody that just says, no, let's let's work through this problem and and you know be encouraging about it. That's uh, that's going to work wonders, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Then there's a lot of little simple things. Like one one of the things I do is I you know I I'm a net control for uh, our local club on the repeater net uh, every every week. And uh, if a new person checks in, I send them a QSL card. Oh, that's so, really cool. Yeah, yeah. So you know that's a way to be encouraging, right? A lot of times it's their first QSL card. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, there was a gentleman that did that for me, Ray. Uh, in the club, uh, and uh, he did the same thing, as a matter of fact. And uh, I'll forever be thankful because I'd never seen a QSO card before. And no one had ever, I mean, I hadn't been on HF, I'd barely been on VHF. You probably didn't even know what QSO meant, right? No, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I really didn't. And I thought, oh, that's really cool. You hand wrote this on here, you know. Yeah. Well, so Dan, 
who give us a story or you know is there some particular elmer that's made a difference for you have you ever had one well you know honestly honestly actually not um, um when i was a kid growing up we didn't have any hams in our neighborhood and you could you could we didn't yeah. have many many trees it was one of these new suburbs so you if somebody had an antenna you could see it there there really was just no one around so i i did ended up doing a lot of things on my own um yeah, that's just just it. I, I joined the local club, and but they were they most of those guys lived too far away, and from 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 me and me being a kid, I couldn't you right. know, didn't really have a car and that kind of thing. So I didn't, I, you know, I never quite hooked up. What about in your later, you know, your later years in the hobby kind of thing? You've probably had people that have made a big difference for you. Well, yeah. So so what happened is we, you know, we, uh, me and this other guy uh -huh. got, just like you're saying, the uh, Motorola Club got restarted. Me and this other fellow, uh, we were in the bike club together. We found out we were both hams and uh, we got the club started again. And then just amongst the club, you know, we sort of supported one another and got ourselves right cool you know cool up and running again so okay well then with, with regards to what elmers can do or could do um haven't you written about this before on your blog i've, ri I've written a bunch of blog posts about it and then we'll i'll put that on our website okay um yeah. so so there'll be links to them um one thing one thing i wish the uh awrl would do and i think i think I'm, I'm still trying to push them to do it, is I wish they would come up with sort of an Elmering the Elmers kind of training. You know, I, I think I think in lots of areas, not just ham radio, right? Training is the key. And, right. uh, you know, ham radio operators are kind of introverted, nerdy types in the first place. And, <laughs> well, right. I mean, isn't it No, true? it's true. It's true. It's, and, you know, teaching them, trying to teach them a little bit about some of the more human relationship aspects of this, because that's kind of what it's all about, is I think kind of important. So anyway, I'm kind of working on that too. I, I, I might try and put up some kind of online class or something. I, I don't know yet. But but if the AW, I wish the AWR would sort of take the bull by the horns on this and do that too, because uh, you know every once in a while you, and I'll tell you why. Every once in a while you hear of some group saying, "Oh yeah, we're going to start an Elmer program." The QCWA was one of them. They said, oh, yeah, we're going to start this program. Well, it never went anywhere because they never gave the potential Elmers any kind of training or guidance. So, mm. so the whole program never, never sort of got off the ground. Of a mentor for the mentors yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, so, so I, think, I think that's a, that's a real need. Well, uh, I'll, I'll tidy it, finish up here with um, one other experience I had. So... When I decided I wanted to learn CW and, and was just sort of smitten, let's say, by the – and scared, <laughs> believe it or not, about just learning this and, and doing it right or wrong or whatever the case may be, the club that I was at, uh, as great as the guys were, there wasn't a soul there that knew anything about CW. Not a thing. And um, so I found a um, – Another club is I didn't realize it, in, but you know you're checking around on the web in your local area, the Central Texas DXCC CTDXCC Club, which has been around for 40 or 50 years, and it has a lot of hams that have like you know your age and your 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 depth of experience that have been doing it for many 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 years. In fact, one of the gentlemen, um, uh, Jim George in 3BB, is someone I knew at Motorola. 
And I thought, well, okay. So I started going to those meetings, and I asked individually where it made sense to go out and visit their stations. Now, these guys all had, in my case, they weren't super stations, but they one of them was in particular, and they were huge. <laughs> I mean, and I could go out, and, and if I drove out there and made appointment on their time when it was appropriate, they would spend as much time as I wanted with them, asking them all the questions I wanted. And then one of them actually invited me out um, to do one of the contests in January, which was a sideband contest. And another ham you know, actually invited me to go out to this place and sat with me for 12 hours showing me how to work a pile up, you know, using, you know, a voice. And, and I was like, wow, I was, I was just so grateful for the experience, scared but thankful. And um, I got pooped at some point, and he took it and ran off, and he did the whole thing on my call sign. Huh. So, you know, I, I, I think it's just a matter of hanging there with it and being willing to find the right chemistry and not giving up. Oh, you know, that's absolutely right. And, and as far as from the El Marie's point of view, the newcomer's point of view, be be open to it too. Like like you know, I I always offer this. Like I said to everybody that's ever attended one of my classes, I'm I'm always surprised how few actually take me up on the offer. Yeah. And yeah. And and I know well. And of course, everybody's got different life situations. Maybe they're getting their license, and then I don't know. Their kid has a real bad health problem, or you know, or whatever <laughs> it is. You know, there could be yeah. any kind of any number yeah. of things that sort of get them off ham radio. But yeah. if they still want to do it and they're still interested in it, man, take me up on my offer. I mean, I would do the same thing. I have no superstation here, but I, I always invite people to come over. And every once in a while, somebody does. And we have a great time and they learn something, I hope. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, let's let's summarize then, should we? Sure. Um, so I'll start out with uh, a point that I think that's been made through here. Is it, it takes some time. It does. And I, I would add into that. It's just like, you know, going over to someone's house, you, you know, be courteous to the fact that you're taking some time, schedule it in advance, you know, bring, bring a six pack of beer. And people, and people have done that too. And I'm always yeah. willing to have beer. <laughs> I've done that. I've done that. I find it to be a great door opener, you know, yeah. even if, even if all they do is drink once in a while, um, they're, you know, give, be, be willing to give something back. You know, it's like my wife's always taking gifts whenever we go out for any purpose at all to someone's house for a party or a gathering. We're always taking something. And she has a good point about that. So be patient, make sure you're doing something in return for it. Um, you know, and um, I, I think it's 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 a two way street, and it's both sides of the street are worth being on. Yeah, everybody everybody wins in this situation. The Elmerie yeah. wins, the Elmer wins, and our hobby wins. Right. Well, Dan, any any final uh, comments you want to make? Well, one one thing you brought up, which which I think we we want to uh, emphasize too, you don't yeah. have to be an old fart like me to be an Elmer. Right? Oh, good point. Yes. You know, young you a lot of young people you know a lot of stuff about whatever it is, you know, networking now or, or whatever, you can be an Elmer too. Help, help, help everyone in ham radio, young or old, come up to speed, get more involved, get more technical. And, and so that's, that's just the last point I'd like to make. Yeah, I'll, I'll add a nuanced aspect to that is, you know, um, 
I'm, I'm trying to sort of resurrect, uh, uh, you know, an interest in, or not resurrect, but just erect an interest in CW in, in, uh, in, in the club that I'm involved with. And uh, I have one channel on Slack, and I've been, that's the only channel I'm on 99% of the time when I check in every day or two. And I contribute to that when I'm learning along the way. And, you know, wouldn't you know it, people are actually starting to ask me questions now. Not that I know that much about CW, but, you know, I know the process and the frustration of learning. And I'm learning from the Elmers about how to Elmer and, and, the, and the, you know, how you gauge the amount of time you spend and the involvement and the payoff for doing that. Yep. You're going to be an old fired sooner than you think. <laughs> <laughs> I was afraid of that one. Well, well, Dan, this has been fun. I'd be really curious to hear what sort of feedback we get, and I hope it inspires more to uh, help others become more who they want to be in the hobby. Oh, if anyone has any questions about Elmering, I'm, I'm happy to, to, again, to Elmer the Elmers. Feel free to call me or email me or whatever and talk about your situation because uh, uh, I'd, I'd love to help. You've been listening to the No Nonsense Amateur Radio Podcast with Dan, KB6NU, and Tom, KB5RF. For links to internet resources mentioned on the show and other notes, visit nonsenseamateurradio.com. For more information about amateur radio in general, visit Dan's blog at kb6nu.com. 7-3.